So let's do something a little bit different, shall we? Why should we have to choose between an Ecuadorian Habano, uh, a Connecticut, and a Habano Maduro? Why should we have to choose? Why can't we have a little bit of everything? So we picked it up at the PCA show in Las Vegas from Veritas Cigars. We're talking about three blends. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is the one and only Fingers Malloy. Find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. This wrapper is a really beautiful barber pole right here. It's a mix of USA Connecticut, USA Pennsylvania, and Ecuadorian Habano. And it is, in that barber pole style, individually laid, one wrapper after another, so you have three different flavors working your way through. This is all sitting atop of some Mexican San Andreas binder and some filler that comes out of Esteli. Fingers Malloy, this is a box press cigar right here. Uh, I have this as a six by 54. I think I've got that right, which means it's six inches long. T Always makes Fingers Malloy laugh. And 54 is the ring gauge. That's the diameter of the cigar, basically how thick it is around. Tee. If it was a 64 ring gauge, we'd be talking about a full inch. Now, a cigar like this can be seen as a shtick, can be seen as gimmicky. The CAO America is the only other barber pole that I go to on a quasi-regular basis. And quasi-regular basis is when I'm in a humidor and nothing else is striking my fans, they'd be like, oh, yeah, the barber pole. And I'll go there. But then again, if I'm doing CAO, I'm going straight for the Amazon Basin whenever it's available. This is the kind of cigar that can mess with people because Connecticut Shade, the Pennsylvania Broadleaf, and then the Ecuadorian Habano. You're talking about uh, some some different flavor profiles in there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, first of all, the barber pole is it's just so nice to look at. And, you know, the wrapper also, I don't know, Tony, it's 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 got just a touch of oil, but it's not too oily. Uh, it's a box press, but to me, it feels a little light in the hand. How do you feel about it? Does it, it? really? Does yeah, it feel just a, a tad, wiffle ball bat to you? Not quite wiffle ball bat, but it's it's not as as heavy as I thought it would be. But uh, you know, as as far as you know, we just lit this and we're in the first third. That pepper hits you right away, doesn't it? Man, maybe it's it's me. I, I, I'm not gonna say that there isn't a little bit of spice. On, on the tongue right there. I think right now it's, I gotta open it up a little bit. It's just a touch tight. Uh, first, I don't think it's light. I, I no? think that, I think that it's, it's, it's right there and, it, and it's well constructed. And I say that I, as I get an immediate crack in the cap. Oh. Uh, right there. The cap is where you're cutting from, the foot is where you're lighting from. It happens sometimes. Breathe deep and, and move, and move on. Um, just, just so, uh, we're clear, uh, I, this, this, uh, uh, Pennsylvania is indeed, as I have found it, this uh, is, is a broadleaf. So I said broadleaf, but I had to double check myself if I was right on that. USA Connecticut, uh, or Connecticut shade wrapper from the U.S., uh, Pennsylvania broadleaf, and Ecuadorian Habano in, in the three wrappers that make up this, this barber pole. It does indeed change the flavor. Spice. Youth brought up spice. I, is that the first flavor that I'm getting? I don't know. If that's the first flavor that, that I'm getting, I think I need a little bit more. We just lit this thing up. We're not even really a start into the first <laughs> third. And that's how you break it up. In, in, look at the cigar and break it up in your head into thirds. First third, second third, and final third. Then get out your notebook. What'd you eat that day? What'd you drink that day? Daddy had a little sushi f uh, fingers. Oh. My daddy had some sushi. So what, what kind of sushi? Daddy had a little spicy tuna. Okay. And then daddy had a little, uh, um, had, a, had a roll with a... 
from California? With, uh, it was not. It was not. I love myself way more than that. Uh, with a little bit of shrimp and a little bit of uh, uh, spicy crab and a little bit of eel sauce. So I've got a spicy and sweet mix already on the tongue that could absolutely be screwing with me. And that's why I'm not quite sure where I'm where I'm at just yet. I don't. I don't. I don't feel a spice. But I did have spicy tuna, and that could absolutely mess with your palate. Now, see, on my way here, I had the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Uh, oh, not, good Lord. not the spicy chicken sandwich, though. Just the then traditional chicken sandwich. I don't even know who sandwich. you are. Uh, so I turn I, in your man card, right? But they did have Cajun fries. I did have those. But uh, to me, though, it's it's got that. It's it's not quite a pepper bomb. I wouldn't say, but there's significant pepper there. And no, then, I will, if, if it was a pepper bomb, I think I would even experience that. Right. You know, a pepper bomb is well, quite literally. As fingers just said, <laughs> it's like it, it's it's when you take that second puff and you're like, "Holy crap! What just happened to my mouth?" The bo- it is a box pe- press, but it's not. It almost feels like it's kind of not a box press. You, you know what I mean? It's like we've had box presses before where it's like, "Okay, this this definitely is a box press." You this don't is, feel what you don't feel it squared it's, off enough. It's not know? squared off as much as I usually am used to with the with the box press. I know I sound like I'm complaining, but I'm I'm not. I'm really enjoying the this smoke so far. coming off the cigar is sensational. The thickness of the wrapper. Look at that. Yeah, I'm showing fingers on my cigar at the foot end where it's burning, and you can see that the wrapper has has an actual thickness uh, to it as it works its way through all three on the barber pole. Um. I'll tell you what, I'm not throwing it out of bed by any stretch of the imagination, but I don't think I'm going to be a good uh, barometer of the flavor until I get to the second, third, and get some some of those initial flavors out of of my mouth. Uh, Again, I think that the heft on this thing is just fine. It doesn't play too light for me. You're just a very strong man. I was going to say, maybe it's because I just got out of the gym on my way here. Maybe it's because all that time in Vegas and you played the slots and you built up. You built up the biceps. There was no right slot there. Maybe playing. some work on the delts. There was no slot playing. I didn't play slots. I played video poker, oh, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. Video poker, oh, sir. There's your man card there, back. There were no, for you. There were no two lemons and a cherry on a pay line. It was cards. It was cards, baby. Four aces and a deuce. And how many times did you hit that? I didn't hit any of them. That's correct. It was a bad, bad trip. It was a bad, bad and trip. And the Detroit Lions lost. That's Well, that was expected. But it was a good food trip. Because I had uh, four chili dogs while I was there. So really, it's a, people call Vegas a foodie town. So when you're in Vegas, you got to have the Detroit chili dogs from American uh, Coney Dogs. So I have to stop talking to you. It is the Veritas Cigars three blends that we are smoking out of Nicaragua. The question, Fingers Malloy, is, is this in your humidor? As I have got this math done, I had to carry the two and then take off my shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, I have this at about $15, $16 a stick. Oh, wow. Uh, That's where I have it. I've um, seen it for as low as 12 Okay. Oh, but you know what? Where I'm seeing it is it's from 2017. I bet the price has gone up a little bit very, since very then. Very, very possible. So, boy, $15 a stick, I don't know. It's, it's enjoyable, but as... You, you well know we have had so many great sticks in the, in the $10 range where you start getting 15 It's like, okay, there's got to be something a little bit more to it. But we're in the first third. At this point, I'm going to reserve my judgment. And you should because when you're dealing with this barber pole kind of wrapper, these flavors are going to move and play on you. And that could be a really interesting experience 
there's a, there's another side to this. It can be an outrageously frustrating experience because <laughs> you like a certain flavor and then it changes and you're like mother and you know this is this is not what I want. You should have seen that. What, people. what was that? We again? should mother. We need to live stream everything we do from now on in Veritas cigars. I'll tell you, I do. Even though I've got a little crap, a uh, crap, a uh, crack in the cap. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, I, I, that's, I, that's all my fault. I'm going to put that on me. I, li- I do like the way this thing feels. And I like the way this, this wrapper feels. There's some nice oil working its way uh, through the whole thing. Veritas Cigars, the three blends. Maybe. Just maybe in the humidor. Find everything at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Let's Go Bourbon is available at amazon.com. Christmas gift. It's not too late. Low cost, high yield. That's what we do right here at Eat, Drink, Smoke. For Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation, get Let's Go Bourbon at Amazon.com. And we are smoking from Veritas Cigars, the three blends. This is a barber pole that is made up of three different wrappers. You have a sun-grown Ecuadorian Habano, a Habano Maduro, and a Connecticut going on right here. That Connecticut from the U.S. and a Pennsylvania um, uh, uh, broadleaf happening as well. And I will tell you, Fingers, as I'm working through the first third of this cigar, I'm enjoying this very, very much. There is not a massive amount of pepper for me. I am not getting any level of intense spice at all. Maybe some, a standard issue kind of spice, which isn't a bad thing. There is a, a chocolatey coffee sweetness mm-hmm. going on, a richness that has coated the tongue that I am really and truly enjoying, and I think the cigar feels great in the hands. Yeah, for me, that pepper has kind of subsided a little bit. Uh, that chocolate has come out, and I'm also getting a little bit of leather. Uh, it is. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's it's very very enjoyable. Uh, it's been a very low maintenance stick so far. I know you've had you had a little issue with the cap. Um, I cracked it. I, I I did it. I had a bad cut, right? So we did a straight cut. I did it shallow, and it just it looked a little odd to me, like I'd cut it too shallow. I tried to cut it again, and I cracked the cap. That was ju- just, a, just a rookie move. Well, so for those out there who have had that happen to them, what's a way to muscle through it? Uh, smoke the cigar and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, there's no, there's no way to muscle through it. It, it. It's cracked. So if you find that it's a really affecting the way you smoke, you can go for another cut beyond the crack. What I find is... A, a, a little bit of saliva goes a long way. Yeah. As long as it's not interfering with the lip, it's not cutting on the lip, it's not, you know, breaking the seal, if you will, as, you, as you're puffing on, on the cigar, it's just annoying. Move so you, are you just putting a little bit more of the cap in your mouth than you normally would? No, or? I, 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 I don't. I do not adjust where my, my comfort is when I'm smoking the cigar because then that in and of itself would make it uncomfortable. People often do that when they're smoking a pyramid or a, or a torpedo mm-hmm. because you have that that coming to a point or maybe a perfecto cigar where both ends are at, at a point and they'll kind of adjust where it goes in the mouth. Me, I, I don't. It's got to be the same place and I have to cut to that because there's a comfort level. Comfort level is so incredibly important. It's why when you have to constantly touch up a cigar, 
it's so freaking annoying because you're no longer comfortable. You're not able to do all the things you do. And so therefore, everything about the cigar changes, everything about your posture changes. And then you're like, ah, screw this. You throw it against the wall. Then the house catches fire. Don't throw it against the wall. But just you put it down, you start again. We're full of public service announcements today, aren't we? Honestly, just saving the people from themselves. (laughs) Well, I have to say, though, this has been a very low-maintenance stick. Sat it down quite a few times, picked it right back up. Didn't have to touch it up at all. It's nice, even burn. Lots of pleasant smoke coming off of it. Just an enjoyable smoking experience. If I'm going to give it any complaint in the construction, it, for me, it's a touch tight. Okay. Now that's, sometimes that has to do with the draw, but I'm not, I just find the draw a little tight and it could be too personal preference. That's, a, that's, that's different than, than, than saying, my God, I can't get a draw out of it. That, that's, a, that's a different thing. Again, if maybe somebody would go for a recut, Maybe with a little bit of a pinch and roll, you take your thumb, you take your your pointer finger, and you roll it. What do you call fingers? The old pinch and roll. And you kind of move that tobacco around a little bit and create opportunities for the airflow uh, to get through. But I'm enjoying enough of this cigar. Now, $15, $16 a stick. There's still a question about whether or not that is a regular happening in my humidor. But the cigar itself... The cigar itself is a solid bit of enjoyment, Fingers Malloy. Yeah, I think for my humidor, maybe not so much, but if it's at my favorite cigar lounge and I wanted to have something a little different, something out of the ordinary, I would get this. See, I think there's two in my humidor. I don't think there's a box. I think there's just a couple for that moment where I'm like, what in the world am I am I looking at? What what's what's going on? What what do I what 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 do I want to try that's a little bit different, a little bit unique? What what do I want to play with? I like it's like it's it's that yeah. it's it's like there's a moment for, for for this for sure. But it's time, fingers Malloy, for news of the week. Well, Tony, as you know, I am America's happy hour anchorman. Are you known as Johnny Good News? I am. In, I in newsrooms around the country, they call me Johnny Good News because all of the good news that I report here on Eat, Drink, Smoke, and that good news continues. Tony, uh, experts are expecting a tsunami of shutoffs. 20 million American households now can't afford to pay their utility bills on time. Well, you are a treat. (laughs) And here I am talking about whether or not a $15 cigar. Thanks for making me feel that way. This, the last inflation report, I don't think people really have a concept of exactly how bad it was and what level of harbinger it is. Because people took a look at the, ooh, inflation year over year is now 8.3%. We went from 9.1 in June to 8.5 in July to 8.3 in August. We're trending in the right direction. The report is remarkably misleading because it, on that top line. Because when you dig in, you realize that the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, on the core products, once you exclude gas prices, was up 06 we are talking about the idea that eggs are up 39%. Flour is up 26%. And by the way, I could be off by a percent or two here. I'm doing it by memory. Or forgive me. Restaurant prices are up 8%. And gas is still 370 a gallon, which is, uh, for a lot of people, still way too high to be doing more kind of generic or recreational kind of driving. And where the other prices are big, huge, massive, medical care... Housing and energy, when you're talking about things like heating oil that will come to huge numbers 
this winter. So this inflation report, when it it first came out, because I was on the air, you guys know I do a morning radio show in Indianapolis, I saw the numbers, I was like, huh, then I started doing a little bit of reading. A lot of people didn't do any reading. They just took a look at the 8.3% and said, yippee. The minute you started reading, you were like, oh, no. And we were right because the market then went down 1,276 points. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's face it. A lot of news information gathering from the, the general public now is just reading the headline. Right. And not digging any deeper. But uh, this piece that I'm referencing, uh, finance uh, over at Yahoo Finance, they give tips for people to, to try to save a little bit on their energy bills. And this is a little bit of an upfront uh, expense, but can save you in the long run is switching over to LED lighting. Uh, they consume up to 90% less energy, the LED light bulbs, um, and can last 25 times longer. Uh, another tip, uh, seal and insulate. You see a lot of these kits that people can buy at the, the big box uh, home improvement stores where they put the, uh, the plastic over the windows to try to make sure that you know the heat stays in the house uh, during the winter. Uh, that's another tip. And here's one I, I don't see anybody doing, uh, especially in your house, line dry your laundry. Don't use your dryer. Apparently that is a big energy And that is cost. not the way Americans in 2022 see their future. We've come so far. We're literally close to living the Jetsons lifestyle. But, oh, wait, we're going to put our clothes out on the line like it's Little House on the Prairie. And we're going to say night, John Boy. And, and that, that isn't the way people see themselves. They see that as an unbelievable, my gosh, what has happened here. This report was bad, and it is a harbinger when you take a look at where interest rates are, and we're going to see more interest rate increases. Um, I, I would be advising people that this is not the winter for vacation. If I was giving advice, this is the winter for making sure you've got some cash on hand to deal with those unexpected costs because they're not unexpected. They're going to come based on every indicator and based certainly on the people, uh, economists and others that, that, that we talk to all the time. Oh, and this effect on restaurants, as I said, this effect on cigar lounges, this effect on the local beer hall, huge, huge stuff. There are problems, and then there are big problems, and then there are first world problems, and then there are, are you really telling me this is a problem, problems. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy. Find the podcast if you're not already listening to it. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Good Pods, anywhere they sell podcasts. And they don't sell podcasts. They're free, people. We've got them there. Eat, Drink, Smoke. That's where you get the podcast. Any place they have podcasts. And, of course, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. New York Post with the story, Fingers Malloy, that according uh, to a study, two-thirds of young adults have work from home back. Uh huh. A study of 1,000 adults across the United Kingdom uh, aimed to see how COVID-19 changed daily habits. Two-thirds of Brits aged 18 to 29 experienced back pain they didn't have prior to the pandemic. 63.7% admitting they have newfound back issues since working from home. Fingers Malloy, you know some people who work the factory life. Um, Can you tell me their response to the uh, poor millennial or Gen Z or iGen set 
that I don't know which one they are. Uh, that has uh, that has the uh, work from home back. Oh, poor work from home back. Uh, the Brits they call it the stiff upper lip. Now we're talking the stiff upper back when it comes to Look to the you. Brits. Uh, let me explain to you what roofer back is like. Uh, that's when you're on a roof for 13 hours a day in the middle of the summer on your hands and knees on a blacktop roof when it's 95 degrees outside, uh, having the sun beat up all over your body and your back. Factory worker back. Wait, hold on. You forgot to mention the hammer. Oh, and the hammer. The hammering, the constant jarring of the hammering. And then at first you have to rip all the old roof shingles off. Yes. So you've got that issue. Then you've got the hammering. Yes. And, and then you have the constant threat of slipping off the roof and falling on your back and breaking your back. This is a completely different kind of roofer back. Wh which I hear is painful. According to sources. Yes. Then there's factory back? There's factory back. I've never heard of factory When you're doing back. the same thing over and over again on an assembly line where you bend and you lift, but a lot of times you get lazy and you don't lift with your legs. You lift with your back. Dude, are you yelling? <laughs> this this is absolutely ridiculous. Oh, uh, you have a stiff back. Uh, you know, the pandemic's been three years long now, it feels like. Uh, age is uh, 18 to 29 years old. They're experiencing this back pain. We like to say in Gen X, welcome to aging. Oh, you are mean. You are me. You didn't have any back pain between 18 and 29. Are you kidding me? Did you? Absolutely. Did you really? Golf back. Let me explain golf back oh, to you, good Tony. God. That's when you play golf three times a week, and then all of a sudden <laughs> you're 28 years old, and your back isn't exactly responding like it did when you were playing golf three times a week. John when you were Daly can still play golf, and that man is 17.4 million pounds. Well, God bless him. He starts off with a six pack of Bud Light before he even hits the first tee, so that kind of takes care of the back pain. <laughs> uh, it is. Everybody's a victim. That's what this is. Oh, you think working from home is so easy? Well, my back hurts now from working at home. Did you ever think about my back pain? You want me to tell you that my back actually has oh, some pain Jesus. right now? I do work from home. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that's, that's what, what has caused it. Uh, but I, and I certainly wouldn't complain about it. There are people out there really working. Really, really working. And this is just one of those... I have to let people know what's wrong with me. I have to have something wrong with me. There has to be an issue. I have to tell you. I have to share it with you. I wish people would share less. I would like it. <laughs> I really, oh, I really do. I really do. The worst part of all social media is that people think they have to use it. They don't want to use it. They have to use it. They have to tell you that their gazpacho was just a wee bit too salty. And that caused back pain. That's called gazpacho back. I didn't say that right. No. Gish, gish. Soup. There's gazpacho, uh -huh. and then there's gestalt. These are completely different <laughs> concepts all together. The people over there at Make It at CNBC have put together a list of the 10 cheapest states to buy a house in 2022. I have got the list right here. I'm going to head myself down to number 10. Are you ready? Are you ready, Fingers Malone? I am ready because I am in the real estate market as we speak. Wait, is that true? Oh, yeah. Hey, listen. Retirement may be just around the corner. It's a long corner, but it may be around the corner. So I'm starting to, to look because real estate is not the kind of investment that you just want to make like you're, you're buying a Snickers bar. It's not an impulse buy. You got to research. Yeah, of course you do it like you want to do it like it's a Snickers bar. You do? Yeah. 
You just of walk up to do. a house and you're like, I'll take two. Right. It's exactly it's exactly how it works. Wow. So here are are, are the, 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 the the list. And this came out in August from, from lowest to highest. Number ten is Arkansas. Oh. It's Arkansas. Please say it properly. Show some respect for people. My goodness gracious. Yeah, Arkansas. Seems to and, and I actually have some friends from Jersey who moved to Arkansas and they're like, why didn't we do this years ago? Uh, they're just they they absolutely positively love they, they don't like it. They love it. Arkansas is like a, a sweet spot for me where I feel like, okay, you're down south, but you don't really have to worry about hurricanes. So you get the, the warmer weather, but you don't have to worry uh, about hurricanes. Yeah, but don't you worry about, like, is, isn't that still part of Tornado Alley? Yeah, I guess I guess so. But uh, I, I, I guess I have a constant fear of hurricanes when I'm in the south. So I, I think about I would like to ret- uh, retire in Florida. Uh, hurricanes. Can't do is that. that right? Yeah. You want to retire to Florida? I would love to retire to Florida. Wow. But in the middle of the state because hurricanes. Number nine is Michigan. Uh, Your beloved Michigan. I love You Michigan. could be living in Saginaw right now. Oh, that's the dream. Uh, l- listen, there are many beautiful places in Michigan. There's no doubt about it, especially you go up north, uh, you know, the Traverse City area. You get towards Mackinac City. Uh, beautiful areas of the state, the west side as well. But uh, winter, no thank you. Oklahoma's number eight. Tornado Alley. Am I just going to be negative Nancy about this entire list? Is that what's yes. happening here? Oh, okay. They, you know what else they have in Oklahoma? Chicks and ducks and geese, and they scurry. They scurry? Yep. Wow. When I take her out in my, in my Surrey. What is You know, this? with the fringe what on top. What is this? It's from Oklahoma. It's a musical, baby. Oh. Oh, you're the worst kind of person. <laughs> West Virginia is number seven. Mississippi is number six. Kansas, not our Kansas, but Kansas is number five, and Nebraska is number four. Nebraska is actually uh, very pretty. Lincoln and Omaha are solid, solid cities. You know, the funny thing about Nebraska, a group of us have a little thing every year. It was in Vegas this year. We were talking about doing it in Omaha next year. Uh, but the flights to Omaha, it's nearly impossible to get a direct flight to Omaha. Yeah, you're either going to end up in Des Moines and drive or maybe Lincoln and, 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 and drive. That's Finding a direct flight anywhere is extremely difficult these days. Ohio is number three. And now we'll get into some numbers because number two is our beloved Indiana. Indiana is the second cheapest state in the nation to buy a house. Medium home price of just $141,700. Estimated monthly mortgage payment of just over six hundred and seventy. Now, that wouldn't be true of Indianapolis, the capital, and the surrounding areas. But there's a lot of areas to Indiana, a lot of opportunities to Indiana, possibly the Fort Wayne area. Um, uh, you, you definitely think about Evansville, maybe Jeffersonville down near, near Louisville. Uh, that's true. And then number one, Iowa. Iowa is, 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 is there. Now, we went on a work trip to Iowa, and I enjoyed my time in Iowa. We were in, in Des Moines. Yes, we were. Uh, 801 Chop House, oh. in the top three best steakhouses I've ever been in in my entire life. And, we and that had, includes Sammy's Romanian. Oh, and then we had uh, the Made Right Burgers. That, that's a loose meat burger. That's a completely different thing. I'll stick with 801 Chop House, thank you. So Iowa, in, Indiana, Ohio, Nebraska, Kansas, Mississippi, West Virginia, Oklahoma, Michigan, and Arkansas. I noticed that New York and California are not on this list. Uh, they were probably 11th and 12th. That must be it. 
That must be it. Find everything we do at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. You should do that immediately, if not sooner, and get the podcast wherever your fine podcasts are sold. It is free, and the podcast is growing because of you. Get the podcast right now and go to eatdrinksmokeshow.com and subscribe. Get all the very good content. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Our new book, Let's Go Bourbon, the bourbon reader you've always needed, is now available on Amazon.com and our website, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Pick up a copy today. They didn't do it for Johnny. They did it for Ronnie. Who's Ronnie? I'm so glad you asked. Ronnie was Booker Nose, well, favorite guy, according uh, to the website at bookersbourbon.com. It was Ronnie who was honest, clear, direct, and focused. And when the Jim Beam world was making some really, really good bourbon, it was Ronnie who worked his way up to being a warehouse manager who was always giving Booker No, the master distiller, notes, ideas, shooting straight. They like that over there. And so when they created this batch of Bookers, they said, we'll do it for Ronnie. It's Ronnie's batch, and this is Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. You know where you could find out more about Booker No? Where? Uh, at on book. On our book. At our book. In our book? In our book. That's it. True uh, do you want to try that again? You know where you can find out more about Booker No? Where? In our book, Let's Go Bourbon. Where's that available? Amazon.com. Oh, we should have gone to rehearsal. We are drinking the Booker's 2022 Ronnie's Batch. This is six years, 11 months, and 22 days aged and comes in, fingers Malloy, at 124.3 proof. Anything over 100 proof. Getting applause from Fingers Malloy. The mash bill, 77% corn, 13% rye, and 10% on the malted barley right there. I am ready to give this a, a go. There's a lot of interesting news about Jim Beam. We'll get to that news in just a minute because this Beam Suntory, this is the Jim Beam Distillery. That's where Booker's comes from. We have not done Booker's since the first year of just the podcast. Because remember, we started as a podcast before we became uh, an internationally renowned radio <laughs> sensation. Um, and so this, this is a good little comeback, Fingers Malloy. Your pick. Why, why the Bookers? Well, episode 22, I believe Bookers, uh, Kathleen's Batch or something right. like that it was called. Well, listen, I, I chose Bookers because it's in the Jim Beam family and there was news this week that you just alluded to about a big expansion. Uh, that Jim Beam is going to be going through. And so I thought, what a good time to revisit uh, Beam Suntory. But unfortunately, I thought, well, we go, there's several Jim Beam bourbons we could go to, but unfortunately, they didn't have any of that here. So they said, well, wait, what about Booker's? So we had to, so we had to sacrifice ourselves yes. in having Booker's. Yes. It's the best gig in America, people. We take it neat, of course, and we take a look at this. I would say that this is a little more pale uh, in, in, in the amber, but still in that, in that amber color uh, right there. And a nose, Fingers Malloy, that is just pure sweetness. That is, that is, that is sugar. That is, that is caramel. Toffee? I'm never really good at picking up the nose on, on toffee uh, right there, but that is a that's a that's a sweet that, that that's not an oaky nose, but that is a a sweet nose right there. And there's a little bit of spice to it as well, just a tad, just to make it interesting. 
Is that no? what you're getting on the nose? A little bit of spice. Well, your nose is a little different than mine. I didn't have sushi earlier. No, well, I think the sushi is well past me now. <laughs> right there, a simple viscosity, a little stick to the glass, nothing much, nothing fancy. Uh, Fingers Malloy, this is the Booker's Ronnie's Batch, aged six years, 11 months, and 22 days. Uh, you ready for this, Fingers? I, can, can I make a, a suggestion? Sure. Because usually uh, you say, Fingers, are you ready for this? And I say, I've been ready for this all day. You seem to be having a day today. I'm fine. What are you talking about? So maybe I should say, uh, Tony, are you ready for this? Maybe you should shut your filthy mouth and not See? mess with the system that we have put together all over these many years. See, folks, he's having a day. All right, you want me to go first? Yeah, go first. Go ahead, ask me. Tony, are you ready for this? Sure, why not? <laughs> he's going in. Is that, not, is that not it? You look great on the T-shirt. He's doing the Memphis Munch, ladies and gentlemen. Looking at his glass, he's checking it twice. And oh, oh, oh that's a little bit of hot. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, that's a tremendous amount of cinnamon. Full, oh <laughs> <laughs> wow, full tongue cinnamon. Holy cow, that really did take me by surprise. Full tongue of cinnamon. A blast of heat center chest that quickly dissipates, does not burn going down the throat. Um, oh, it's a lovely finish, though. Oh, it's a lovely finish, almost like a, almost like a, um, like, 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 like a pie crust oh. kind of thing uh, going on. There's a little bit of oak happening there. Oh, that's, the, the palate hit hard. I'm looking forward to another sip, but that finish is... Oh, that finish is good. That finish is quite all right, Fingers Malloy. Uh, you ready for this? Tony, I've been ready for this all day. Here he goes. He is doing what is known as the Kentucky Chew, ladies and gentlemen, moving it around the palate, not the Memphis Munch. <laughs> his eyes almost popped out of his head. Moving it around the palate, trying to get a feel for it. Sometimes you want to take a second sip because the first sip really sets the taste buds. What'd I say? Oh, it wasn't just me. Now, was it? Wow. No, you're right. I, I'm not getting any uh, warmth in the chest because I'm dead inside. But on, on the tongue, that, that cinnamon is there. That There's a spice. Uh, some leather as well. And I'm getting a brown sugar kind of sweetness. Uh, yeah, well, there's a sweetness, so yeah, I, I could go with that. It is... It is, it is delightful. And after that, that finish after a while, completely Big Red. If you've ever chewed Big Red gum. Oh, you're not kidding. That is it, man. You're not kidding. And man, this stuff really lingers on the palate. Yeah. It's not dissipating. It's, it's not at all. It's about 70% of what it was when I first put it in my mouth. It's not going anywhere. And I have no complaints. What's interesting is we've got this paired with the Veritas Cigars 3 Blends, which is a barber pole of three different wrappers uh, going on. And it has this very kind of mocha, um, a coffee latte kind of thing happening here as a very odd, that's a very odd combination. I don't know if I picked the winning pair or, or, or maybe I just got to get used to it. Um, but that finish on that on that Booker's is remarkable. It's still tingling on the tongue and and the gums too. This is this is wild. Yeah, this is this is pretty unique. It's, it, and I'm not saying that is bad. I'm just saying it's a it's a unique flavor. If you like those cinnamon kind of 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 flavorings, 
this this is like really really full and it oddly enough not monotone because yeah. sometimes when you get an overwhelming flavor like this if that, right that's all you get you get that singular singular flavor no there's a little bit i said of that caramel you talk about the brown sugar those are are, are different compliments that are hitting but as opposed to, for example, the Old Forester 2021 birthday bourbon, which hit me in the cheeks, this did not. This was all tongue. Yeah, it's all tongue and a little bit of gum for me. And I'll tell you, the Veritas cigar, it has really brought out the leather for me in the cigar. Yeah? Uh, there is no spice on the cigar anymore. Uh, it has been completely taken away by the bourbon, and I'm getting much more leather from the cigar. Now, Fingers Malloy, this is the Ronnie's Batch Booker's uh, a bourbon. Is this in your liquor cabinet at $90 a bottle? Boy, it's really good. Uh, $90 is a lot. I'm not sure yet if I would make that purchase, but I would definitely get it at my local lounge. It's worth it. I appreciate it. Definitely the local lounge, not in my liquor cabinet, because overall, that's not the flavor I'm going for on the daily. That's, that's the only reason. So the people say to us in Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation, hey, Tony, it's Eat, Drink, Smoke, but all you guys seem to do is drink and smoke and talk about food. When do you start really, really eating food? We're talking about some gourmet kind of stuff. We're talking about Big Kahuna Burger gourmet. And we're like, you know what? Challenge accepted. And Fingers came into the cigar lounge today as we record at Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, Indiana. And he said, Tony, I have got a delicacy for you. And I said, ooh, I could use a delicacy. And then he pulled out Hostess Snack Cakes. <laughs> Fingers, what have you got there and why? Well, I actually went into the grocery store for something else. But this caught my eye because, Tony, this is revolutionary when it comes to snack cake technology. It is the Hostess Bouncers. And they have different flavors. They've got Twinkies. I got the glazed chocolate ding-dongs. These are mini cakes, Tony. I know sometimes you say to yourself, I would like a ding-dong, but this ding-dong's too big. I want something, as it says on the side of the box, I want a ding-dong that is snackable. I want a ding-dong that is poppable. And I want a ding-dong that's shareable. Well, right here, Tony, the fine folks at Hostess, they said, Tony, I've heard you, I understand you, and I've made that for you with the new Hostess Bouncers. So they took a ding-dong, made it smaller because of shrinkflation, and you're like, yes, please. It's snackable. It's poppable. And, Tony, I neglected to mention, made with real cocoa. Oh, in that case, I'll take two. So I'll I'm gonna, take two. I'm going to go ahead and unbox this baby right here. Oh, you, he pulls the pull tab right there. And he opens, oh, it's a little difficult. He's ripping. He's ripped the box completely open. And we have, oh, there's two. There's two in a package. Look at that there's, right there's there. There's three in a package. There's three in a package, Fingers Malloy. God bless America. America. Is it just not unbelievable? All right, so so you are going. You're going to try this first, fingers. Oh, I am. You, well, of course you are. You are okay. our official garbage food tester. Thank you. Uh, right there, and yes, it does come out three, three to a package, right there, and each one looks like a like like a, a, a munchkin. Now I, mean, I, I don't want to get sued by Dunkin' Donuts. Right now but, on the nose, Tony, I'm getting I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting chocolate and cake. <laughs> Some of the finest cake that's ever been flash baked 
in uh, almost an oven. You look so upset that you have to talk and are not immediately eating these. So, do listen, do I... The smell of confectionery kind of really super bad for you stale sugar is wafting through, competing with the cigars that are throughout Blend Bar Cigar here in Indianapolis, Indiana. And what's surprising about it is they've got the the chocolate frosting on it, and to me, I'm shocked that the mass-produced uh, Hostess bouncers uh, are—they're they're actually the, the frosting is 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 crumbling and not completely covering the cake. But that's okay. When you're making seven million of these a day, you, accidents gonna, will happen. Yes, accidents will happen. Uh, eggs will get cracked. I don't know what that means. Fingers but here away. we go. He's uh, he's got fingers from the way. Are you ready for this? I've been ready for this all my life. He's taking his first bite of the ding dong bouncer, which is nothing more than a ding dong. It's all it is. It's a freaking ding dong. <laughs> Here, here's what I get, Tony. Do you need to wash it down with the Booker's uh, almost <laughs> oh, seven Lord. year Ronnie's bag? Oh, the bean people will be thrilled that I paired it with this. Um, it is a ding-dong, but what I find uh, very good about this is there's not as much cardboard flavor to it as a typical ding-dong. Maybe it's because the surface area that's touching the cardboard in the package, uh, there isn't as much there. Well, so. I just took a bite. What I can tell you is it does have a nice ratio of the cream to the cake right there. If I ate three of these... Mm-hmm. I'd be sick to my stomach. Yeah, me too. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> mm. You know what? That's uh, very good. Hey, how's the uh, carb-free thing going? Oh, it's going great. I've gained 10 pounds in Vegas. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They call these shareable? I disagree. <laughs> There's Springer's Malloy. Mm. That's what we call the chef's kiss, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm now I am I anxious to try the Twinkie one. Uh, because, yeah, because they have other flavors. Yes, they have Twinkies. Oh, Twinkie. And what was the other one? It was on the box. Uh, the donuts. Oh, good. Because what you need are small donuts to be smaller. Yes. Oh, this is exciting. I mean, this is exciting. <laughs> this is revolutionary. And uh, but but bouncers. Should I have bounced one before I I actually popped it in my mouth? Is is I, I'm always amazed by by the shtick, right? Always amazed that there's one more thing and one more thing. I find it fascinating that in our health conscious society, that this that this is still around. I am sometimes amazed, like when they wanted to get rid of the choco taco, mm -hmm. people lost their minds, and I'm sure they hadn't had a choco taco in like a hundred years. But they were like, we have to save the Choco Taco. And there were websites and families, you know, after dividing themselves politically, they came back <laughs> together. I have the answer for that. Go ahead. Because it felt like part of their childhood was going away. Was that it? Let's go with that. It sounded good. Yeah, but I mean. I think so. Do you think people really are, are like that? Like, do you think that's why they rallied around Toys R Us? Yes. And now we see a comeback of Toys R Us? Oh, good Lord. Because Jeffrey the Giraffe is just, you know, part of, part of Americana. So I went back to my hometown uh, and the Toys R Us that was there since the 70s. Uh, it set, va set vacant for, uh, what, a good three years uh, after the bankruptcy. It's now a furniture store. And it's just, it's just so sad. I, 
it, it hit me when I drove by there. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not 15 anymore. Wait, you didn't know that until no. now? I had to go buy the former Toys R Us in Saginaw, Michigan to realize it's not there anymore and my youth is gone. But it's come back. You know why it's come back, Tony? Because of Hostess Bouncers. It's brought my youth back. How many of those would you let your kids eat? Like, 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 are you somebody who let your kids eat dessert every night? Yes. What was dessert? What, what, what ice cream? Dessert? A little, little bowl of ice cream. Nothing crazy, right? Um, would I let my kids eat that? Yeah. I, I mean, it's listen. It says right on the package, Tony. Uh, it's made with real cocoa, no artificial flavors or colors, no high fructose corn syrup. Oh, is that right? Yep. Well, that's actually a plus. And at 160 calories for three, there are a lot of there are a lot worse things that kids could be eating than that. There obviously are a lot better things kids could be eating as well. But for a little dessert, a little something to cure the sweet tooth, that's not bad. I'd let my kids eat that. You? Would you pack that for lunch for them? No, because then I'll be judged. Fine. No, is that, is that it? Why yeah. should your kids have good trading material at the lunch table? <laughs> as long as you and, 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 and Mrs. Malloy aren't judged. Oh, but believe me, Tony, once you have a hostess bouncer, uh, you're not trading it for anything. Not for all the tea in China at the lunch table. Oh, you're holding on to that for dear life? Oh, absolutely. Taunting your friends after you eat the second one. You're like, oh, yeah. wait, still got one more. Yeah, enjoy your fruit. Right? Not only can you eat it, you can juggle it. That's why it comes with three. <laughs> It's a dessert, and it helps with dexterity. It's true. It's a festival of flavor. Honestly, you're going to have to start ranking your, your, your snack cake choices, and we're going to have to start really looking into some real foods. This is getting ridiculous. <laughs> so as we said, Jim Beam is making a move, a $400 million move to get you some bourbon. And Jim Beam making big investments to its production facilities there in Kentucky. They're about 36 miles south of Louisville in Boston, Kentucky. Uh, they are going to be producing more of the Jim Beam White Label and the Jim Beam Black Label, which I think is a single barrel. Have you ever had the Jim Beam Black? Yes, but it's it's been a tick. Yeah, I, I don't know if I've ever had uh, the, the, the black there. They're talking about how the whole thing is going to be utilizing renewable energy, and I guess, you know, if that's what moves them or Moves other people to be interested in them. I, I, I can appreciate that. It doesn't bother me any as long as the, as long as the bourbon is is all right. People need to understand though that an investment now does not mean bourbon tomorrow. Right. You're still talking about the years in the barrel necessary in order to well be be bourbon or to be a product that that Jim Beam wants to put on the shelves. None of this. This is like turning the Titanic. It takes a serious amount of time. None of this happens uh, overnight. But the, the response to what we've seen in COVID to bourbon, and we're seeing some growth, and some people started their growth 10 years ago, and now we're going to start being able to get that production out. Uh, that's big stuff. You've also seen moves from Sincoro, which is a tequila, Michael Jordan, Jeannie Buss, a couple of other NBA uh, owners and Sincoro Tequila has, you know, the, a nice uh, Resposado and an Añejo. They are now putting out a luxury version of it that will be $349.99 a bottle. Wow. And I'm telling you, it's going to sell. It's going to, it's, if it's Jordan, it sells. 
the insanity over uh, over uh, uh, Jordans, whether they be the ones, the twos, the threes, the fours, uh, the, the 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 dunks, the brotherhood. Mm-hmm. I, I've learned more about sneakers in in the, in the past couple couple of weeks. The shattered backboard. Uh, it's just, it's it's crazy how, what people are pe- spending on sneakers. That whole world is fascinating and incredible and investable, although it might be a little bit late for that kind of stuff. People will pay for brand. People will pay for what they perceive as luxury. It's not necessarily about the house you own. It's about what's on your feet and, and what's the drink in your hand. And so these things are moving. I don't think Jim Beam is going down that luxury route, but considering the amount of new bourbon drinkers there are in America... This makes sense. Yeah, and going back to what you were talking about just a second ago, the celebrity tie-in seems to be a big deal. We're seeing a lot of celebrities right. getting into, whether it's bourbon or, or tequila. You know, we, we did uh, uh, Wait, the, the, the Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning with the Sweetens Cove. Of course, there's Sammy Hagar with the Cabo Waba, which he sold, and he's now into a gin. Ryan Reynolds with Aviator uh, gin. Kevin Hart has something. Matthew uh, McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey with the Long Branch out of the Wild Turkey people. Uh, then uh, you, you had uh, Snoop with, with uh, his gin and juice. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's a lot to it. Of course, it starts with, uh, in a lot of ways, Clooney uh, selling his tequila brand for, for a b- 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 billion dollars. Wow. Because um, his life is not charmed enough. Amazing. And Sammy Hagar had his tequila, too. And I'll tell you, I saw a TikTok of Sammy Hagar the other day uh, making a mixed drink at his home. And I looked at him and I thought, Mike, I had to look up his age. I, I can't believe he is 74 years old. He looks fantastic. Yeah. I, apparently, rock and roll and tequila, it, it's actually, uh, doctors say it's good for you. Is that right? Yeah, I guess so. Keith Richards swears on it. <laughs> well, I, look at Keith Richards. My goodness. He looks very good for being 107 years old. My gosh. Is he, re- he how old is he? Oh, 75? Make, probably. Well, look it up. There, there was, a, you know, God bless the queen just passed away. That's right. Uh, queen At Elizabeth. the age of 96, Queen Elizabeth II, the House of Windsor. Uh, there was a meme going around of Keith Richards holding a baby. It's Keith Richards holding Queen Elizabeth as an infant. Oh, oh but how, uh, old is, how old is Keith Richards? Keith Richards, uh, first of all, he's ageless. Uh, and I'm saying that because... You're uh, looking it up and it's yeah, taking time? Yeah, I'm looking time? it up and it's taking time. Keith Richards is going to be 79 in December. Is that right? Yes. And he's he, still wait, rocking Wait, he's out. only going to be 79? How many times has he been? 79 <laughs> times what? Is that dog years? <laughs> oh, poor Keith. What did he ever do to you? Uh, except entertain you. Except entertain me? Nothing. Nothing at all. So good on, good on Keith. Uh, our condolences to those who are royal watchers uh, and uh, most important. And by the way, there, there's a story of Queen Elizabeth. I mean, there, there's there's a lot uh, to unpack uh, there. Uh, the, the, the last of the great world leaders in terms of just scope and magnitude, that doesn't exist anymore. It's just a different phase, a different uh, time in, in, in the world. There has been repeated stories about this thing, Fingers Malloy, called quiet quitting. Oy. Have you heard? You're already, you're already, this, you're stupid. <laughs> have you, have you heard about the quiet quitting? Yes, I, I have heard of the quiet quitting. Why are you yelling again? <laughs> Anytime it involves people feeling, you know, like precious and special. And like, you don't know how hard I work. Fingers loses his stuff. Because you, you read about quiet quitting. And what it is, and essentially, it's it's younger people 
uh, doing what we used to call their bare minimum. And now they've repackaged the bare minimum uh, into something called quiet quitting. So the idea is you go to work. It's a nine to five job. You get to work at nine. You leave at five. You take the full lunch break. You do the bare minimum to get by. And that's it. Yeah. And now that's called quiet quitting, where previous generations called it the bare minimum. Now, what's interesting here is there's a conversation to be had about the reason that it's happening. Some people aren't interested in their job. It's just a job. This is what they pay me to do. I'm not going to do any more. I'm not looking to advance. I'm not going to do any less. I'm going to wait to see what I find elsewhere. Other people, and I've heard some business owners talk to me about this. The thing about quiet quitting that's so problematic as it's being described is that these people feel like that they're owed something. They regret having to come back to the office. Jamie Dimon of JP Morgan said, no seat, no job. Uh, Elon Musk of Tesla said, everybody back in the office. People are like, we don't even have enough room in the offices. They are angry as can be. And Elon's like, not only do I not care, I want to see the absentee reports every single day of who did not show up back to work. One of the arguments given is that people resent having to go back to an office if they just enjoyed their home life and how dare you, the employer, have an expectation of them. And so it's about an anger and a resentment to the idea that you may want, as an employer, a level of productivity. And that, that admittedly, seems like, the re like a massive recipe for a problem. And I can understand it. I really can. If you have been working from home for the last two years and you've proven that your productivity level, level is what it was when you were going into the office, I would be upset about being told, okay, you have to go back. If I've been proving that I've been doing the job at home um, and, and you, you're forcing me to come back, I would be upset about that. But you know what I would do? I wouldn't quiet quit. I'd quit. You, you find another job. You go get another gig. I am very fortunate that I have not been asked to go back to the studio. I do it all from home. It has been a wonderful revelation for me. And if I was asked to go back to the studio, I would say, okay, it's time to renegotiate the contract. There's not, there's not even a question. And I think everybody knows it at this stage of the game. So I get pretty much left alone. It's kind of <laughs> awesome. But you could just quit. But it says something. Uh, you know, and uh, look, I'm taking responsibility. I would want to renegotiate the contract. You can't get mad at an employer if they say this is how the productivity grows if we're all in the same place, rowing in the same direction. Now, what I do, you can tell, I, I do a live show every day, twice a day. You can see the productivity. You can see the numbers. You can see the sponsors and everything else. The employer is not wrong to do this if they believe they're going to get some more value out of it. What it says about employees, though, I... I don't feel good about that, man. I don't feel good about it at all. The Booker's Ronnie's Batch, uh, that is the, what is that, the 124.3 proof on the cube, people. On the cube, give it a go. 90 bucks, I'm 50-50s, whether it's in my humidor. The Veritas Cigar, three blends, $15 a cigar. There's a couple of these in my humidor. Uh, the Booker's will be in my liquor cabinet, by the way, not the humidor. That's Fingers Boy. I'm Tony Katz. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Follow Eat, Drink, Smoke on social media, on Twitter, at GoEatDrinkSmoke, on Facebook, Facebook.com slash EatDrinkSmoke, and Instagram, at EatDrinkSmokePodcast.